Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Here's the man that you fear most in football staring you right in the face. Mark Grody. I call him a maniac. Stone Mania. Covering the Bears for 670 the score. You had to overcome the mystique. It was almost like an odor. He exuded a kind of a presence. His whole damn life was football. Wasn't driving a pretty car. Wasn't going to the local bar and pounding your chest, I'm the greatest. It was the opposite. Mark Grody. He was Moby Dick in a goldfish bowl. Mark Grody with Parkinson Spiegel on 670 the score. For the first of four five o'clock hits from the combine, it is our Bears reporter, Mark Grody, on the Circus Sports Illinois hotline. Download the Circus Sports app today. And of course, you could see Mark Grody, and why would you not want to do that on our YouTube stream and our Twitch stream as well? Hi, Mark. Hi, guys. Yeah, it's been a, a busy day winding down here in Indianapolis. As you said, I am inside the convention center and in one of the the giant rooms i think if you're getting the view right now if you're watching on twitch you could see all the the podiums lined up behind me and some of the other you know tv and radio stages that are back there and you know like i said things have quieted considerably a day today of general managers all over the league and uh head coaches speaking at podiums and privately to their respective medias um we got a chance to speak to to ryan poles in a pretty intimate setting at the hotel in the hallway where he just gathered a bunch of us around and we got to talk to him and we'll play some of that for you as well i know you guys spoke to matt eberflus today we spoke to him as well i actually got some what i thought was some quality stuff information or opinions out of matt eberflus i'm going to bring you guys here in a minute but there's tons that i want to get to so let's just get into it right away let's do it with general manager of, of the bears ryan poles and I, I should say right off the top just for people like what happened anything going down no blockbuster moves as of yet in terms of the bears and decision making and all of that but certainly some insight to be gained by some of the things that ryan Poles said out here today so let's start with polls talking about i'm going to use the word potential a lot here uh, on the potential timing of a potential trade of justin fields it just depends on what opportunities pop up um i will say this um I think you guys know me uh, well enough now. I do, if we go down that road, um, I want to do right by Justin as well. Uh, no one wants to live in gray. Um, I know that's uncomfortable. I wouldn't want to be in that situation either. So uh, we'll gather the information. We'll move um, as quickly as possible. We're not going to be in a rush um, and see what presents itself and what's best for the organization. Did you, did you talk to him? I know he made those comments last week about kind of living in limbo on this. Have you had conversations with him about where you guys are at right now in that process? Yeah, so I've always felt, and I told, uh, told him this after uh, the season when we had our exit meetings, that you know transparency and communication is, is key in these moments. Um, and I told him we will do that. So I've been in contact with his team and, and kind of let him let them know like what we're looking at, um, how things might play out. Um, 
and that we'll continue to communicate as we move forward. Again, I understand how uncomfortable that is for him. Um, but again, like I told him, and he understands, I think he said it the other day too, it's, it's part of this business. It is a unique situation. So, um, But yeah, I'll continue that communication with, with them. So it seems to me, Danny, that his genuine compassion for Fields is in itself a tell because that's just honest about a guy that you're about to trade away. How could you not like Justin Fields the person? Yeah, you know, I think that that's – you said earlier he's so human and all of that. I, I also just think who doesn't like him, you know? What, what has Justin done on a personal level to not deserve and earn the respect of Ryan Bowles, even if he has to trade? Like when he trades Justin Fields away, which I think is what's happening here, mm-hmm. he's, he's going to speak glowingly about it, and he's going to talk about how genuinely hard it is because he likes him. Well, I've talked about this with you guys before. One of the things I think about Ryan Poles here in his third year as GM of the Bears is that he has not lost – he doesn't has not become a jaded GM yet to where he's one of these guys who calls the players by their number or just calls them the players. Like, he really looks into the to the human part of that. I'll never forget the the whole Larry Ogunjobi thing. Like, whatever, that's gone, that's in the past. We weren't talking about a superstar. But I remember him, how much he dreaded telling Larry Ogunjobi that, guess what, we're going to have to pull this offer off the table because you, you failed your physical. So, like, he really is into the human part. One thing that I thought was interesting today, too, in, in regards to – to Justin Fields. He kind of alluded to it in the end of the season presser where he said, I would have to be like, his big theme was I got to be blown away to move on from Justin Fields. That wasn't uttered one single time today. I noted so, that too. Uh, did you note that? Because yeah, that, was, that was, that was my lead. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Really? Okay. Danny, you and I are thinking along the same lines because that part was, was certainly missing from Justin Fields, it's, or I'm sorry, from Ryan Poles. It seemed like he made a point of that being the theme last year. I didn't hear it once today. And I know he was on other outlets as well. It's not out of the realm of possibility that he said something like that to somebody else, but I did not hear it when we spoke to him. Uh, Grody, first of all, I can report that the Twitch mob really likes your haircut. Um, and then second of all, what did Ryan Poles have to say about the possibility of trading back if he indeed would even consider it? Thank you for the haircut comment. It means a lot to me. I've been very insecure because there's a lot of disappointment amongst the media and everybody that, that I wasn't doing the slick back hair. But now that fluce has changed, that's great. Um, in terms of uh, polls, and yeah, he was asked, you know, what are you looking for if you do trade the number one overall pick? Yeah, it's hard to say right now, um, but it's, it's got to help our organization significantly to, to move around. Um, because we saw what it did last year, um, and I'm looking for that type of return to continue to improve our football team. Do you want to know what you're going to do tomorrow? <laughs> <laughs> no, in all seriousness, though, before no, free agency? I would, I would love to know as soon as possible. Right. I mean, I mean, I would love to know, um, but I know that's not how the process works. Um, you know, there's sure before free agency would be good. Like I said, I'm also taking, um, you know, if we were to do something with Justin, like I want to do right by him. Um, and I know, again, living in that gray space, you would want to do something sooner rather than later. Um, but just like I talk about with contracts, it takes two teams to figure that out. Um, but at the same time, we're also trying to figure out the draft process as well. So there's a lot of different things with different timelines going, and that's what makes it a little bit difficult. I think that he is going to trade him before free agency, not 
out of the kindness of his heart. He will, <laughs> like, you know, he will say yeah. it, but also the market will be the most robust sooner because as soon as the as soon as the league year opens and you can get playbooks in these guys' hands, other teams are going to want to do that. Also, if you wait for Baker and Cousins and the draft and you wait for all of that you're going to have fewer teams bidding on Justin Fields' services. So while I do think that he obviously likes and respects Justin Fields, I don't think he is trying to do this early out of the kindness of his heart for Justin living in the gray. It's because that's when he can get the best offer. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, he absolutely has to do what's best for the Bears as an organization, not for a player. I mean, you know, Ryan Poles showed his own humility today at the end of the press conference when – you know, he talked about how this is not about me. This is about all of us. So it can't just be about Justin Fields. So, yeah, I mean, I I, I completely agree with that. Um, I also think that just because, you know, Ryan Poles, when he came out, and you'll hear a little bit more of this later on in, in one of the audio cuts, you know, Ryan Poles came out and said, look, and you're not, despite the report that there could be clarity all of a sudden on the first day of the combine, he said, no, that's not going to happen. But I would say it's not, guys, it's not out of the realm of possibility that we could start to know the direction by the end of this week. I don't know that for sure, but I don't, I don't think that we, it's possible we could find out some real stuff this week. The combine is like baseball's winter meetings, but in a time period when you can actually make deals and without some constraints, it's like, I mean, all those conversations are going to be happening. That's how it happened last year. So I think that instinct makes all the sense in the world. Uh, you guys tried to get him to talk about Caleb Williams, and he gave it to you a little bit when asked about the Pat Mahomes comp, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, of course. I mean, that's something that has been, you know, we've been hearing about that for, it feels like a couple of years now with, you know, in fact, we probably have that there is that comp. People say he's the next Pat Mahomes. So that question was taken to Ryan Poles. In terms of your quarterback evaluation, when you were in Kansas City, Cliff Kingsbury said that, you know, uh, Patrick Mahomes and Caleb Williams are eerily similar. When you watch the tape, do you see that? There's pieces. There's pieces that are similar. Uh, obviously, the one that stands out to everyone is just different arm angles. Um, that's a unique trait. Not a lot of guys um, can do that. Uh, I give Jeff King, um, who's on my team, credit. He, he painted a picture of, you know, there's two types of quarterbacks. There's artists and then there's surgeons. Um, so within that group, you can kind of see who's the artist create, that's really creative, um, doesn't draw within the lines, where there's more of surgeons who are, you know, like your typical, like the Brady's and Peyton. So um, you kind of branch them out on those buckets and go from there. So that's where they're, they're similar. Is there a percentage you prefer with artists and surgeons? No. Winners. Yeah. <laughs> Bears. <laughs> it's telling that he doesn't just swat that away completely, though. Gross. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no. I Just the fact that, you know, he talks about the – the arm angle and that that got me excited you know just oh yeah i mean if you have that in common with patrick mahomes that's a pretty good thing right there to to have by the way they were wheeling uh, andy reed around here today i think he was the uh only one that had a, that i saw that had a golf cart out here today uh for his for his media availability good for him i thought, yeah, I I thought you were having a terry bradshaw moment and, oh, big guy. Of, let me get the big guy in here <laughs> come on waddle over here oh, yeah, my God. 
that's what I thought of. I was like, uh, like, oh, they don't want him waddling up on these podiums. They don't want him wobbling. He just had up. hip surgery. First ballot Hall of Famer, Super Bowl champion. He's got a tree. Put some respect <laughs> on that man's name. Bradshaw hey, man, was concerned. Yeah. How did, why did you guys project that as not complimentary? I said he's got a golf cart. Yeah. Isn't that? And you guys took a negative. No, you, you, the first thing you said was they were wheeling him around. <laughs> that, thought, I, that's actually the first thing you I said. I thought maybe he was on a hand truck strapped in like Hannibal Lecter. <laughs> yeah. That's what I was picturing, actually. Just ridiculous. Oh, it was so sad, too, because he was out in the hallway after he talked, and there was a group of about 15 Chiefs fans who were all chanting for him to come out. And he just, he just wouldn't do it. All he had to do was zoom the golf cart over to these guys, sign a few autographs, and get out of there. But he didn't want anything of it. He had a tea time, probably. <laughs> I, I I don't know. He's got he's got a he's got a how's he gonna waddle on the golf course? Oh you know? God! And then there was Mo Black's brother, Fat Andy. Oh my God! <laughs> you guys, this is terrible. It's not nice. Shame, shame not to be nice. associated with all oh, of you. Oh, Terry said it. You know, he started it. So we're just we're just expanding the joke. Big guy. Let me get the big guy in here. Come on, waddle over here. <laughs> right after he won a Super Bowl. Yeah, congrats. <laughs> waddle over here. Oh, my God. Get back to Ryan Poles. All right, let me get back on track with you guys. One of the things that I was curious about and still am curious is how much this combine actually means. Like, are they still – do they come into this combine having a pretty good idea of who their quarterback was be is going to be, or are these interviews everything with Caleb Williams and Drake May and whomever else that they decide to interview? But I was definitely focusing on the quarterback when I asked him, Ryan Poles, about the the uh, the combine. Ryan, I know you said you weren't going to make a big reveal today in terms of what you're of what you're doing. Yeah, no, I, I totally understand. Yeah, I know. That's what a week. Yeah, so a week. Do you have an idea? What's the percentage of what you think you know right now ahead of the combine? Like, how important is the combine in making the decision? Yeah, right now it's like a hundred different scenarios that you go down and, and try to plot out, and you're forecasting forward to see what's going to work out and probabilities and. And things like that, but at the end of the day, the human being part, getting to know someone, um, getting to know a group of people is really going to determine. And then I'll, there's going to be options um, <clears throat> that pop up all the time that you don't see coming. I think I said it last year, like something will happen at some point in the next few months that no one expects. Um, so you got to be on your toes for that. So the picture will change as we go. So he's getting to know the people. We buried the lead, I think. The darts are back and the, yeah. and the putter is back. Uh-huh. Yes, yeah. yes. Ma- you know, what, Ma- what? Matt Eberflus said today, I like putting. So he may <laughs> said that earlier today. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he told us he's good at it. So <laughs> it might, I, there's some people that were disappointed that they're – maybe it was uh, Bernstein and Holmes, actually. I think we're, they were disappointed that's, to hear – That's that their were, brand. That's their brand. Yeah, dis- yeah, disappointment is their – general disappointment is their brand. They were disappointed with the fact that they were doing the same thing this year. But I guess to them – it worked, and players probably dug it. So well, it's, a, yeah. it's a data point, right? How do how does how does they compare to CJ Stroud throwing? Darts? Oh yeah, right, right. Hand you don't want to keep you bowling. There's only so <laughs> many things you can do in your little tent at the combine. <laughs> That's, I mean, it's this year it's charades and bowling. Last year it's putting and darts. Next yeah, year it's uh, foosball. They, they have a control uh, data, you know, based on last year, and now they can use this year against it. It's 100 percent correct. I wouldn't mind seeing them uh, set up a, a basket in their war room, maybe a Nerf hoop or something like that. I mean, maybe just just things to consider for next year. Yeah, noted. All right. Noted. All right, your guy. Let's talk about your guy, guys. Um, I guess you could say a little bit of news on 
on Jalen Johnson. Let's listen to Ryan Poles, what he's saying in the name of maybe getting a deal done with Jalen Johnson. Jalen Johnson. Um, in the process of getting Jalen Johnson done, um, conversations are going well at this time. Uh, we feel like we've done a really good job um, kind of coming to the table strong, um, showing the respect um, that he's due just in terms of his production through his career and really an emphasis on the turnovers that he created this past year. Our expectation is that's going to continue to go um, as he's with the Bears. Um, when I say coming strong, that means cash flows are strong, guarantees are strong. Uh, the term is strong for him. Um, being hit with his age, uh, there's a really good opportunity for him to go back to the market again um, and continue to earn money and play well, and hopefully that's with the Bears for a long period of time. So I'm excited about that. Uh, like I've said about those deals all the time, it takes two to tango, and you got to find a, a place that everyone feels comfortable with. So uh, I feel really good about that situation. I thought that he was negotiating publicly and putting some pressure on Jalen, where if that this ends up with him being offered the franchise tag, Grody, it'll be seen as, oh, Jalen is the one that's being unreasonable. Ryan Poles said they made him a great offer. And when he said we made him an offer that would allow him to hit free agency yeah. soon, soon, that struck me as maybe more likely that they're offering him a four-year deal than a five-year deal. And if they're yeah. offering him a four-year deal, there's no way that Jalen can be – the highest paid corner in the NFL based on total guarantee, which is the Denzel Ward deal, which got 71 million guaranteed. It could give him the highest average annual value on a deal, a Jair Alexander at 21 million per year. But my sense is, is that they have made an aggressive offer on a shorter term deal, but that Jalen is going to want more total guarantees. I don't think this is as close as Ryan Poles is making it sound. Hmm, okay. I, I agree with you in because that little line that he put in there where he said it takes two to tango. I think he said something like that in regards to David Montgomery last year as well, because it sure felt like David Montgomery was going to be a bear and get it because they love him. And there's a, there's a deal in place and it's, but it takes two to tango and then they did not get David Montgomery back. So I do think you're right in that there has been an offer made. And yeah, I think you're probably right. I think probably a four year deal. I mean, I was even, I even had three in my head when he was talking about the, you know, the, the idea that he could get another contract. And who knows, who knows, maybe Jalen Johnson wouldn't mind that as well, considering, you know, that he could get that second contract. So yeah, a lot going on there. I mean, there's, there's some, you know, murmurs of something could get done with that by the end of the week as well, but it's certainly wait and see, and it, it sure sounds like the ball is in Jalen Johnson's court. Yeah, you know, we, we looked at all the, the big contracts that exist right now for cornerbacks, and almost all of the real big ones are five-year deals. Um, the Jair Alexander's four, and Jalen Ramsey's three, but he's had a couple of different contracts. So, you know, and Paul's tipping his hand saying, you know, and he could still be up for free agency again in his prime. But... We'll we'll see well, we'll we'll see how that how that plays out and it's uh, yeah. I, I don't think he's going anywhere and he said that before Jalen's not going anywhere so this wouldn't be like a David Montgomery where if things break down he's gone this would be a franchise tag. No, that's a great point. That's a really good point because I did ask him in a follow up. I, I said, would you rather just kind of confirming? Would you rather get a you know long term deal done on the franchise tag? I used the word franchise tag and he made it very clear that they don't want to do that. They do hmm. not want to use the franchise tag, but. 
to your point, Spiegel, you're right. It's not like David Montgomery. They're not going to lose him, but it's not out of the realm of possibility that it could still, this whole situation could be demoted to a franchise tag spot. While we're on Jalen Johnson, this will lead right into to Matt Eberflus because, um, you know, Flus has been very demanding of Jalen Johnson, you know, in, in both he and polls, you know, saying, look, this guy's got to get more turnovers. We want him to be a ball hawk. Even when he made one of those interceptions early this year, Flus was critical of his inability to follow the blocking and bring the ball back into the end zone. There was the episode where Matt Eberflus had him on second string in terms of the corner. So it was kind of like an early rough ride, I thought, with this regime, which is why it makes it very interesting to hear the way Matt Eberflus is talking about Jalen Johnson now and what he means to this team. Yeah, a lot. You know, so uh, I'm so proud of Jalen, the way he improved um, and the way he really took the challenge to to be a ball guy. And and he certainly did that. Um, he's a great leader, in our, not only in our defensive back room, but in our whole defensive room, too. Um, and he's really starting to be a, a, a really good leader in our whole football team. So. I'm excited about him. Again, like Ryan said this morning, you know, we obviously want to get him to a long-term deal. I hope they're close. I hope it works out. Uh, but uh, certainly excited. We'll be excited to have him back. Yeah, that is a bad malt box. Yeah. Yeah, it was not great. <laughs> not, not great. Yeah, that's the last time I'll be using the, the, the combine malt box. That's, uh, that's it for the malt box. They blew it. They had one chance for me. <laughs> Good for you, Grace. Good. Got to keep yeah. it moving. Um, yeah, we got a lot that we still need to get to here, Grody. Let's keep it going with Flus. Okay, yeah, we'll, we'll rock and roll through these. Another Matt Eberflus. I thought this was interesting too because if you listen carefully, um, I think that you will come up with a very some very interesting insights on who he may or may not be talking about. Matt Eberflus, how he evaluates young prospect quarterbacks. I look at situations. You know, I look at the guys that can operate third down, two minute, um, in, in the end of the game situations. That that to me is what se- that's the separator. Um, for me um, and then you look at toughness you know you got to look in toughness for a quarterback really is is about the mental toughness to be able to stand in the pocket and deliver the ball um, and then also have the discernment to be able to move out of the pocket and create when it's necessary so um, and there's they come on all different shapes and sizes um, but uh, yeah it's always been fun to evaluate those guys this is not a difficult thing to connect the dots about no, how much no. he's talking about late game you know, third down, that stuff. and Two how, minute. At two minute. And how bad Justin Fields' numbers have been in the fourth quarter, his entire career here, including this year when he was armed better, including those last seven games where he had the most level and fair, uh, you know, playing field to try and show something. They're they're concerned with that, and they should be, frankly. Yes, Biggs, I don't know that he intended to – to say it that way or put it on a platter for us like that but he did and it does give you the insight into into the what, what they're thinking and, and if that's the case then it just more evidence that they're moving on from justin fields to like say the things directly out loud that fields has struggled in gotten better in but struggled in i thought was really interesting another thing from matt eberflus was you know one of the things that i'm going to be paying really close attention to is play calling because Matty Rufus is going to call the plays. He does have a defensive coordinator who's Eric Washington, but Eric Washington has called plays before. He expressed interest in doing it again someday. So I asked Matt Eberflus, you know, is it possible that play calling could eventually be, if Eric Washington works out, could the play calling be handed off to him eventually? Yeah, I think that's evaluated every single year, right? So it's at the end of the year, you'll evaluate that. And uh, if that's the best move for the Bears, we'll certainly do that. And uh, that's and what we're doing right now is what we think is best for the Bears. Yeah, that's 
the only thing that they can do at this point. Like, yeah. There's going to be people who take it personally. They are making a decision that is to – it's a weird thing, man. It, how many people seem to be offended at the idea of taking the number one quarterback in the draft and upgrading from good for a shot at great? This is something that you sh- that should be celebrated and applauded. It should not be something that is feared and derided. It's, it's, ju- it's interesting. I, I told it, you I was on the radio with Atlanta the other day, and they're like, "We're sorry. ready for good. We're, we're 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 ready for good." Yes, you know what I mean. So there are teams and franchises that would accept good, and Bears fans, yeah. some Bears fans have that feeling. Like we right. found That's- good. What are we doing? Why are we abandoning good? Yeah, right. Yeah, there is value in Justin Fields, and hopefully somebody will overpay for Fields. Last thing I have before I give you guys some nuggets from out here at the NFL Combine, um, as Matt Eberflus was walking off the podium, I did ask him, and I don't know if you could hear the question, so I'll just tell you what I asked him. I said as he was leaving, I asked him if he um, has a new stylist. Take a listen. Yeah, her name is Kelly Eberflus. <laughs> Eberflus got jokes. Okay, say that. So what did he just say there? Wait, say, set that up again, Grody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I asked Matt Eberflus as he was done talking, he's walking off the podium, and I felt compelled to ask him because nobody else had um, who, if he has a new stylist. Yeah, her name is Kelly Eberflus. <laughs> it's the wife. It's it's beautifully done, but we took it a step further, Mark. Okay. Right? Have you heard okay. our conversation with him yet? I have, I have not heard any of it, no. Okay, well, so my, my, after we asked him about the beard and, yeah. and, and Speaks asked him if he felt like a different person, we asked him if he was aware that Bears beat reporter Mark Grody started Uh-oh. covering him for so long that you started to look like him. I did not notice. I would have saw Pat Riley in the audience. I didn't see him. <laughs> so he didn't notice. Here's the thing, Groats. Here's our big idea, okay? If nothing comes out of today other than this, it'll be a win. You need to show up at training camp with the beard. I like, will. You need to look like like Floos. Like this look that now the Floos has – Show up at training camp with that okay. look to a team. So every gonna, year, every year you dress up like the Bears coach. Your thoughts? Like, Foose, you're going to notice me, man. You will notice me. <laughs> this is hilarious, though. As he, honestly, this is after he was walking back from interviewing you guys. I had heard when, you know, the interview was going to happen. And here comes Floos with three other PR people down the hallway. I see him and I look at him. I, I caught him completely off guard. And I go, I go, did they, did they talk about the hair on the score? And he kind of looks at me. I go on the score. And he goes, he goes, oh yeah, the score. Yeah. I was just on the score. It's great. Yeah. Yeah. Score the hair. He goes, uh, pretty good for a 54 year old. The hair, huh? Looking pretty good. So that was that. Yeah. I did not notice. I would have saw Pat Riley in the audience. I didn't see him. It was a moment in time. I'm so upset. (laughs) You should be. We blew it, man. You looked exactly like him. It was for three weeks, and then then now it's it's over. All right, quickly, Mm -hmm. Bears Nuggets. Yeah, yeah, I'll run through them. Ryan Poles also said that uh, he has no concerns at all over Caleb Williams' desire to play in Chicago if the Bears do decide to draft Caleb Williams, says that the Bears have a really good infrastructure suitable for Williams or fields drake may the latest player to pull out 
of the, the workout portion of the combine is first reported by Jocena Anderson, who I will have on on the clock on Friday at six o'clock. She had some real opinions hmm. about the, uh, the the future of the NFL combine. Uh, Matt Eberflus admitted that they need somebody opposite of Montez Sweat as a defensive end and defensive end speak tomorrow. So I'll be looking forward to that. And by the way, if you are not able or not watching this on Twitch right now to get a little feel for the room, I did put a little tour of the NFL Combine up on Twitter at Mark Grody Sports if you want to check out what the layout and how everything looks out here at the Combine. Good stuff, man. We'll talk to you tomorrow at 5. Looking forward to it, guys. Take care. Keep killing that, it, Mark Grody. Thank you. That is Mark Grody. Uh Boomer Esiason with some hot takes. And NBC Sports Chicago has a team that has called the Bears on either the number one pick or Justin Fields. We'll tell you next at the score. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.